0: Yeah, Lola is a Jezebel. She's a thought, like, she has a Jezebel spirit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, everything Lola does, I'm just, like, is low-key sabotaging to Mary. And, like, if I was Mary, like, and shout-out to Mary for being a big person and, like, letting all that, like, but it could never have been me. Like, ever. Ever. <laughs>
1: hello everyone this is alex and this is M. welcome to the latest episode of the good the bad the basic this is the podcast for tv lovers movie buffs and binge watchers of all ages on this podcast we'll be discussing what we loved what we hated and what's just a bit problematic about the tv and movies that we're addicted to and do a bit of rewriting where necessary for much more exclusive content, become a show producer on Patreon and get access to after-the-episode outtakes, curated playlists, movie reviews, music video retrospectives, and so much more. Join the GBB family at patreon.com forward slash Good Bad Basic.
0: Today we'll be discussing the historical romantic drama, Rain. This period drama follows the early life of Mary Stewart, better known as Mary Queen of Scots, and how she went from the betrothed of Prince Francis of France to a highly influential queen and political strategist in her own right. Reign was the CW's very bold and brave stab at a historical drama, and although the series didn't last as long as most on the network, it's safe to say that Rain was Gen Z's favorite period drama. So what made the series so hard to turn away from? Stay tuned.
1: All right, everyone, here are some critical details about Rain. Um, as Alex mentioned, this is a historical drama and a romantic drama created by Laurie M. McCarthy and Stephanie Sengupta. Rain was released from October 17, 2013 through June 16, 2017. It aired on the CW for a total of four seasons and 78 episodes. The series stars Adelaide Kane as Mary Stewart, um, better known as Mary, Queen of Scots, who is our protagonist. Meghan follows as Catherine de' Medici. She was an Italian noblewoman and queen consort to King Henry II of France. She was also the mother of Prince Francis, Prince Charles IX, and Prince Henry III, all of whom would reign as kings of France. Um... Toby Regbo as Prince Francis, later King Francis II of France. He was Mary's first husband. Torrance Coombs as Sebastian Bash de Porteres. He was Francis's illegitimate, well, Francis, Charles, and Henry's illegitimate half brother. Janessa Grant as Lady Ailey. Selena Senden as Lady Greer. Caitlin Stacy as Lady Kenna. And Anna Popwell as Lady Lola. Lady Ailey, Lady Greer, Lady Kenna, and Lady Lola are actually based on Mary Stewart's real ladies-in-waiting. Their names were changed because they were all also named Mary. These characters are based on the real ladies-in-waiting Mary Beaton, Mary Sutton, Mary Fleming, and Mary Livingston. <laughs> Thank you, CW, for giving us new names. Um <laughs> the white queen this series also stars alan van Sprang as king henry ii of france he is francis charles and henry's father jonathan kelts as laith bayard sean teal as louis prince of condé uh, craig parker as Stephane narcisse rose williams as claude of france rachel Scarston as elizabeth the first of england mary's cousin charlie carrick as robert dudley Ben Garrens as Gideon Blackburn, Peter Cunha in seasons one and two, and Spencer McPherson in seasons three through four as Charles IX of France, uh, Joe Doyle in season one, and Dan Janot in seasons three through four as James Stewart, the Earl of Moray. He is Mary's younger half-brother, uh, Jonathan Goad as John Knox, William Kemp, as Henry Stewart, uh, the Lord Darnley, and later the Duke of Albany, he is Mary's second husband, King Consort of Scotland. And these are all of our major players. Let's talk about it. Season 1, 22 episodes, because it's a CW, and we go hard in these seasons. <laughs> we these go seasons hard for tail.
0: these <laughs> CW <laughs> seasons. Okay, so Rain is it, it, Rain is kind of interesting because when I first watched Rain, I like I really hated it until. Had and, but I had to step back and then think about it and then rewatch it and that's when I I understood the vision <laughs> like I understood the <laughs> vision of this series <laughs> and then when I feel like I finally understood
1: the vision I was like oh this shit is brilliant like <laughs> yeah okay. it is very brilliant they were it was really brilliant from start to finish and and listen
0: like just like I'm convinced that. The creators of Elite on Netflix watched Gossip Girl and was like, oh, I can do this better. I'm convinced that Tony McNamara, who did who Tony McNamara is uh, the writer and director who did uh, The Favorite um, and most recently The Great. That's like on Catherine The Great. I'm convinced that Tony McNamara watched Rain and was like, oh, this is it. Like, I can do this so much better. (laughs) And that's what he did. (laughs)
1: Uh, the favorite, which I think was an amazing movie, really made the historical drama just the right amount of modern to be captivating.
0: And I say that specifically because Rain does predate the favorite, so mm-hmm. I I'm standing on that hill, like I'm standing, I'm dying on that hill, like. And then also, you know, before there was Anne with the E, there was like the iconic, um, Anne of Anne Green Gable. Gable? and. <laughs> Yeah, Meg, uh, uh, played by the illustrious Megan Follows, who we get to see again being, like, the baddest bitch on the show. It's, like, there's so much good in this show. There's a lot of yeah. good here. So, yeah, so season one, we open with, like, an assassination. This show, like, does not care about being historically accurate. <laughs> like, like, it turns into yeah. a supernatural drama halfway through. Like, don't, don't come here for history. This is all about, Rain is all about hashtag mood. Hashtag vibes. Um, it's giving lots of Teen Vogue teas. Like that's what Rain is about visually, <laughs> and it's in in terms of like the en- other energy. It's giving Gossip Girl. It's giving you know definitely seat. giving me Coachella, right? Definitely giving me co- like royal Coachella. Like that's that's what Rain is here to do. Her coming to live officially at at French Court in the castle as a teenager. With, you know, her girls riding by her side. So, and, you know, we're pulling up and we, we, we meet everybody.
1: Right. Um, she is reunited with Greer, Kenna, Lola, and Ailey. Now, her and Francis, um, Prince Francis of France, they have been betrothed since she was six years old. And um, like you said, she is a royal in her own right. She is set to inherit the Scottish throne, Uh, Queen Catherine, Francis's mother, has an advisor in none other than the Nostradamus. And he has a vision that if Francis goes through with this marriage, he will die. And so she's like, well, I don't want my son to die. So from jump, we see what kind of woman Catherine is and how she's really (laughs) about that life. (laughs) She's really ready to take it there. She arranges for Mary to be drugged. And then raped by Lola's fiance Colin. Um, somebody she doesn't see this person warns her not to not like she warns her not to drink the wine that's been poisoned or drugged. Excuse me. So uh, she manages to stop Colin from raping her. But then before she can question him, Catherine covers up her tracks, and um, she and King Henry execute Colin. Because she's really about that life. She
0: doesn't care. Like, nobody will stand in her way. Like... This is all in the pilot. Um, Yeah, because Mary's sort of supposed to be... Because, like, like, I mean, Mary's been living in a nunnery, right? So she's kind of, like... And in, and in the start of the show, uh, in the start of this first season, she is very sort of, like, a country bumpkin who's just, like, you know, just like a girl off a farm uh, giving a lot of Joey Potter teas, uh, but with way less angst. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and Kenna is, Kenna, who's one of her ladies is, is set up as like the resident sort of bad girl is like, you know, watching people fuck and then masturbating and then like the King eats her out and it's like nuts.
1: Right. So Kenna's having a whole affair with, uh, King Henry II of France, but, like, on top of that, he has a whole mistress, Duchess Prateras, who is Bash's mother. Right, Di- Diane. He, right, like, he has an official mistress in this duchess. But then he has, like, a, a, like basically, uh, Kenna is the side-side hoe.
0: I know, which, like, you know, for Kenna, who is, asp- like, I mean, Kenna's whole thing is, like, she's an aspiring sugar baby. She's trying to, like, you know... She's like this thing where I'm young and hot, and then men give me shit. Like I'm gonna do that. Like that feels like something that I could really do for myself. But like she's not smart enough to like live that life. <laughs> Poor Kenneth.
1: Right. Yeah. She's she definitely should have chosen better someone who didn't already have both a wife and a mistress. But it is what it, and and a wife who's really like ready to slit throats at any minute. So I need- there's that.
0: Right? And that's the thing. And and so, like, when Catherine and Ken encounter each other, Catherine just hates that Ken is so stupid. <laughs> like, that's really the thing that gets her.
1: Right. Because like, she's obviously played her hand really, really well. One of the things that I like about the show is that we come into the situation and Mary really, really likes Francis, and Francis really, really likes her. And she tells him, like, I think your mom tried to kill me, and he actually believes her.
0: Right. He's um, like, yeah, that sounds like something she would do.
1: <laughs> which, I honestly, I've never seen any of these uh, monarchs portrayed in such a way, like especially the men, where they're not mama's boys. Um, And I know how that sounds, but like, all these dudes are mama's boys, in like, a real major f- sense. So the fact that he believes her is kind of a big deal. And then later in this season, when Henry refuses to give, milita- uh, give uh, Mary military aid from the English troops that are invading Scotland, she uh, turns to the Portuguese prince who is visiting, Tomas, and he says, yeah, I'll give you all the troops that you need, girl, if you marry me. Right. Obviously, again, she's already queen of Scotland at this point. He has a lot to gain from this, from this marriage. Um, and so she does what a real bad bitch would do. She doesn't say yes. She takes that shit to her current fiance, Francis, and's like, I have this offer. So what are you going to (laughs) do?
0: Right. She's like, what's the counter offer? What's the, what's the thing? And he's like, you know, girl, (laughs) like, um, and he tries to, she, she
1: basically forces him to step up.
0: Right. And he tries to negotiate with, with his dad. And, um, the negotiations, uh, do not go according to plan. Um, and, I mean, ultimately, she gets, like, her stuff. Like, he, neg- he he basically blackmails his father. He's like, you know, you got a wife, you got a mistress, and now you got, like, a new one. And I know if both of them knew about the new one, they're not going to take that so well. And, uh, right. And do you want that headache of having to juggle all three of these women in your life? Because, listen, I'm just saying that it might not go well for you. And so his so- dad was
1: just like you know what? I respect that. I respect the blackmail. Here are your troops. <laughs> but yeah, so
0: basically like this first season is like, or this early first season is just us setting up these characters and these relationships um, and everybody to each other's. And then you have Francis's brother who he's like very chill with, who is also catching feelings for Mary. So you have like a very robust love triangle happening, which <laughs> at the time of this airing, When it was airing on The CW, I remember, like, fans were, like, kind of, like, boycott if if she got with Bash. And uh, it's one of those things where, like, you can tell the show, like, listen to that. And I guess they were in such, like, a fraught place with ratings that they kind of had to. Uh, And you see it later on in the season because there's stuff that happens that makes no sense or that it feels like it's going to be marion bash but then it never it never really happens but let's talk a little about a little bit about um mary's writer dies lola kenna greer and uh the one who i can never remember and it doesn't matter
1: anyway because she ailey dies. ailey yeah ailey is actually planted as a double agent like Catherine thinks she's blackmailing ailey but mary really planted her there um all along to like be a double agent and like bring back news of what Catherine's um machinations are these girls are ma- are really really great um they're actually really good friends to marry
0: yeah Lola is a Jezebel she's a thought like she has a Jezebel spirit <laughs> I'm sorry like everything Lola does I'm just like is low-key sabotaging to Mary and like If I was married, like, and shout out to Mary for being a big person and, like, letting all that, like, but it could never have been me. Like, ever.
1: Well, see, this is where this show actually makes sense to me. Because, you know, you're talking about her relationship with Bash, which I saw that chemistry. It really looked like it was going to be Mary and Bash from our 2020 perspectives, right? But, like, she can't marry Bash. He's not the heir, and he's a bastard at that. Like, she can't marry him no matter how she feels about him. Like, her being okay with Lola being pregnant by her fiancé is just, for me, further proof that she really wasn't checking for Francis in that way. She loved him, but she was not, like, in love with him or in lust with him. She...
0: No, I know, I know, see, that I disagree. I think she really does love him, but, like, I... And I don't know... And that's what I'm saying, like, I don't understand... I think the show, like, probably, like, made her cool with everything in order to try to, like be quote-unquote progressive but that is like such deep bad vibes negative jezebel energy so let's talk about that whole plot because that plot is crazy to me so this is what happens so francis and mary are like like you know they finally do it and like um you know they're they're in it with each other and then mary and then Catherine and, like, I guess her last attempt to, like, break up this relationship is, like, Francis is going to die. <laughs> like, you like you are going to bring Francis to death. And Mary is, like, super devastated. So, and Mary is, like, well, how can I save Francis and, like, make sure everything is okay? And Mary's solution to this is, like, well, Francis is super wealthy. He'll always be super wealthy. So why not, like, have, like, so, like, let Francis go leave and bash i'll like bash can be legitimized as king and and we'll ask the pope to legitimize bash and francis can go and uh and we'll and like hopefully that will like solve everything and so so like it's so they break each other up and like it's devastating and and francis is like devastated and she's crying and it's like a it's drama but like they're not like, but they're, it's like, it's not really like they're on a break. Like it's a whole thing. And so when, so Lola goes off somewhere yonder uh, to bail her brother out of like some gambling issues that he's gotten into. And while she's there, she sees Francis now. Okay. Yes. Technically, Mary and Francis are broken up. But as Mary will say later on, like, okay, but you were always, like, maybe you would have never seen Francis again, but you were going to see me again. And so you were going to get in my face and just lie that you fucked, like, my boyfriend that, like, I was really devastated to break up with and the person that, like, I thought I was going to be with, like, seriously. And so while Lola is bailing out her brother, like, she and Francis, like, encounter each other and, like... Francis hears... And she tells Francis everything that's going on at court. And Francis is, like, super depressed. And then, like, you know, they fuck. Because, you know, like I said, Mary and Francis are technically on, like, a separation. And so, meanwhile, Mary has not even... Mary hasn't even so much as, like, kissed... Like, she's kissed Bash, but that's literally it. She hasn't thrown it back at him. She hasn't done anything of the sort. And so, then... (laughs) So then, um, France. So then, Lola tells Francis that Catherine is being is going to be beheaded, and and you know Francis is like, oh shit. Well, like I can't let him like kill my mom. Like I can't let my dad just like kill my mom. So like let me go back and try to fix it, because clearly they're not trying to fix it if like it's gotten to this point. So by the time he comes back and everything gets like flushed out. Lola's like, oh, shit, like, I'm pregnant with Francis's baby. And Mary just, like, sort of is just, it takes it all in stride. And I'm just like, wait, what? Because I, I'm i not saying that necessarily anybody is wrong, but I'm just saying, like, that is some real not-it energy. Like, I, I could not. I
1: would not. I mean, I agree that uh, Lola is, like, high key, a really shitty friend. And it's not even because she's trying to be a shitty friend, but that she's just so, like, self-centered Th- and completely lacking in self... Yeah, and she's a thought. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, I, I was going to um, say she's thoughtless. She just didn't think. I was like, wait, what?
1: Right. Um. But, like, Mary taking it in stride honestly makes sense to me. She's not just a noble woman, and she's not a commoner. She's a royal. Like, she grew up in this kind of fuckery. Like, all of these kings and all of these princes had side hoes. All of them. <laughs> like, I feel like the, the dysfunction has been so normalized to her. Like, yeah, she was angry at first, but then she's like, oh, I mean, if he's going to fuck around, at least it's somebody I know.
0: See, I don't, like, like I said, shout out to her, because I'd be like, you got to go to the country. Like, you got to, you just can't be at court. Like, you can't be here. I don't know where you want to go. I'll, like, give you money to go wherever you want to be, but you can't be here. Like, I'm not going to do
1: it. (laughs) Like, Yeah, I mean, that's where my mind is at, too. So much. And, and I mean, shout out to
0: her. I guess she does, like, the, and then so, and then Lola just, like, and then Lola's like, aren't you mad? Don't you want to be mad? And Mary's doing her best to, like, really just take it and like Lola like like she just like pokes at the wound and I'm like why is this person your friend (laughs) like why are you why do you fuck with this person (laughs) like she's not she's a bad energy that's all I'm saying she's not a real one really bad energy
1: Yo, yeah. Yeah. Um, Greer and Ailey are really good friends. Kenna's really just out here for herself. She's not a bad friend. She's just trying to level up. Um, but level Lola's up a Lola is a bad friend. She's definitely in frenemy territory. And I don't think she started off that way. But I think when um, she saw, like you said, Mary taking this in stride, she felt some type of way that Mary didn't feel some type of way.
0: Right. And like the show never really provide I don't think that show ever settles on like a reason of why she of just like it's sort of something you have to interpret for yourself, but like damn, cause at least like and that's the thing, like cause Ken is like obviously like sugar like you know, like we said, Kenna's trying to out here trying to be like the best sugar baby that ever sugar babied. But Kenna would never do something like this. <laughs> like and Kenny even says to Lola, "Like I would never sleep with Francis. Like I know that there
1: are lines that you do not cross." Right, right. You have to judge people not not by what they their actions are, but what their boundaries are. Like you, you if someone's your friend, you need to know what lines they will in. And will not cross, and obviously there are no lines with Lola, and that's why she is capital P problematic. <laughs> she is so problematic because so you can't trust these toes. Thinking of people you can't toes. trust, you you also can't trust these half siblings out here. Mary's brother legitimately set her up to be killed on the way back home so that he could take the Scottish throne
0: right and it's interesting so it's like so that's another interesting point because like in the show they try to be like see francis is not like hashtag feminism you guys but i'm like but francis like figured it out before she did
1: so right and what's more feminist than trying to save my life (laughs) honestly (laughs) honestly so so francis
0: so yeah like basically like there's there's unrest in scotland and mary's brother comes and he's like oh we need to go you need to come back to scotland because like you gotta you gotta sort this shit out like and francis is like well we can't go because it's like i need you here because my dad is because by now like henry has lost his mind he's become francis's father is like is going crazy and so francis and and his, and, Ka- and Catherine are basically like running the country and Francis is like, I cannot believe you want to go to Scotland and we're trying to have a baby and my dad has completely lost it. And like, like what, what's the reason? <laughs> like, and she's like, because like my country's in danger. And he's like, I get that. But like this, uh, these all this other shit that I just listed. And she's like, you don't care about me. You don't care about my country. You don't, you always think I'm just here in service for you. And like, listen, that's also a very fair argument. And so, and Francis realizes that's, he realizes that's fair. And so he's like, okay, okay, okay. Like, I will come to Scotland with you. We will put all this shit on hold. And then, but then Francis starts to think. Francis is like, uh, so what now? Like, he's like, mm, and Francis is like, I don't know. This doesn't smell right. It's smelling like, Three day old fish that's been left out. Like, I'm not feeling all these reasons of like why you have to go back. And you're telling me that it's your brother, but your brother, like, is has is, but your brother, like, definitely has like a valid claim to the throne. And she's like, you're just, you're just being whatever. Like, I trust my brother. He's like, mm, like, you can't trust none of these hoes. That's what being a royal is. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the whole point. And Mary's like, you're not gonna, whatever. And then, So Francis starts, like, investigating what's going on. And and the deeper Francis starts looking around, he he goes to Mary and he's like, I'm not sure about this. Like, let's let's put it on hold. And Mary's like, you don't love me. You're just trying to, like, whatever. I'm going. F you. And so in order to stop her from going, he, like, locks her in the tower. And it's like, and the show is like, see, men are evil. But I'm like, also, your brother was trying to kill you, though.
1: Right, and I think we... Here's the thing. Gender aside, everyone's capable of making stupid decisions and reckless decisions. And your real... Like, people who are really riding for you, regardless of gender, will tell you when you're being dumb. Like, your real friends are not just gonna let you go out there being dumb and let you just walk into traffic. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, like, if... If I knew without beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would get killed, yes, I would kidnap you and hold you hostage too until the danger had passed. (laughs) Like, you're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. So I want to talk
0: really quickly about season one. So the season ends where, like, Henry has gone, like, completely great. Like, he's out, like, he's done. Like, he's completely... He's having a lot of delusions... A lot of, like, um, impulse control. I'm like, yeah, like, I meant lack of, like, lack of impulse control. Um, And he's completely banana nuts crazy. And and um, Catherine and Mary try to, at first, try to go to Francis. And they're like, oh, so we got to kill your dad because this cannot continue. Like, he's just too, he's running the country, but, like, he's completely out of it. And uh, Francis is like, I cannot believe you're trying to kill my dad. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, and he storms off. And Francis like thinks that he fixed it. Like, so Francis attempts to fix it, and he thinks he fixed it. Um, he did not fix it. And then Mary and Catherine are like, Okay, Francis can't do this. He's like really emotional. He's in his feelings. It's his daddy. So we're gonna do what needs to be done. We're going to kill him. They also uh, fail. Shout out to Francis. Francis does, like, in the end, like, after uh, King Henry kills, like, a bunch of people just because he could, um, because he's crazy, um, Francis does what needs to be done, and he he kills his dad. He disguises himself as, like, a jouster, and they have, like, in Henry jousts in this tournament and Francis is like basically the other jouster who's jousting and Francis makes sure he uh takes his little jousting stick and like head or whatever like under his eye into his brain Henry dies and then Francis and Mary are you know officially king and queen of France and that's how we end season one
1: yeah like Henry being mad was Honestly, always on the periphery of season one, it actually made the season much better. I think that his madness was always in the background. Like, you know, he finds out that Catherine had like an illegitimate child and locked her in the tower and was trying to behead her because he's mad. Uh he takes up with this girl, Penelope, because again, impulse control, like you said. He, uh, there's a clause in, Mar- in Mary's marriage contract that if she dies without an heir, that Scotland will go to France. And she actually leverages uh, uh, Henry's madness to get Catherine to burn up that original marriage contract.
0: So right.
1: it actually does a lot of things to to pad the plot. Um, it's actually one of the better written pieces of material in season one because it, it colors everything everything around it and various people use this for various purposes to their to their to their benefit right but yeah when he's killed francis becomes king francis ii of france um and uh, now mary is officially queen of scotland and queen of france like a real bitch runs two countries not just one um, just one. <laughs> um but even things work out for her friends you know um kenna was married off Uh, Like uh, Henry literally passed her off to someone else and married her off um, before he died. Oh, Kenna Um, Kenna, uh, ends being married to Bash. Yeah, he (laughs) marries her off to Bash so that he can keep Bash away from Mary and uh, Francis's marriage. (laughs) <laughs> he just like straight up marries her off and this is after he tried to kill Bash and that failed he's like okay fine right. I'll just marry you to this bitch so you'll leave your brother alone so that happens even Lola in her Jezebel spirit ends up okay cause she marries Julian finds out that this is not Julian this is just some servant Um, And still manages to play that situation in such a way that she gets to frame herself as Julian's widow and goes back to court a widow so that her pregnancy is no longer embarrassing.
0: I'm telling you, when I tell you I don't fuck with Lola, (laughs) Mm. Mm. Greer gets married to like a rich merchant, like a super rich one.
1: We love it because you know what—he has a job. Merchant is not a title that can be stripped from you at any time. It's an it's actual occupation. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He's all about pepper, the peppers and the
0: spices. He's a spice trader. Um, yeah. So, so that's how we. So that's how we end season one. Season one, good, bad, or basic. Season one was so good. It was so juicy, you guys. I love it. Same. I love season one. I think it's great. I like uh the I like the visual world of this show. Um talked about it's a pretty modern show. They try to make it really modern. I mean, Kenna talked about like condoms at one point. Um and it's fun, it's juicy. I, I really like it. It kept it's, I'm very much entertained. So um it's a good also for me for season one. So season two, we kick off season two, and we're in a pandemic. <laughs>
1: okay this is so so appropriate for 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 2020
0: 2021 really Um, yeah it really is we're in a pandemic it really is um lola's out there having this baby somewhere so and mary levels and Mary had, apparently Lola was like, don't tell Francis it's his baby. She had been telling Mary this whole time, don't tell Francis, don't tell Francis that it's his baby. And Mary was like, stress the fuck out. Cause she's like, listen, I don't want to lie to my husband. I, I'm i not like you. I'm not a liar. Um, I don't just go around <laughs> sleeping with my friends as boyfriends. <laughs> um, and so she had sort of kept the secret. And so season, end of season one, beginning of season two, Francis finds out that, like, it is his baby, and he is, you know, motivated to go find his child, and because Lola is out there somewhere in the pandemic having this baby, so he goes to to be with her, and even though Mary has, like, quarantined the court, he's like, I'm out. I'm going to find this, this girl and this baby, so they start the season apart, and, and that's how we start season two.
1: Right. So Lola has a son, and uh, Francis's cousin, Louis of Conde, is like, listen, I'll put her and the baby on a ship to go to the Netherlands, because for some reason, there's never a plague over there. They keep their shit really clean, I guess. But there is no plague over there. But he's like, I don't care if there's a plague. I want my son here. So yeah yeah decisions (laughs)
0: decisions (laughs) decisions and like you know and it's interesting because it's like because yeah they have this whole apparently they're cousins or whatever and it's supposed to be tense because like technically they have like he has like a strong claim to like the throne but they're kind of but they're pretty chill with each other and he's like listen you know i fuck a lot of married women you know i've you know i'm sure there's a lot of my kids out there somewhere You know, I've gotten a a bunch of girls pregnant. I'm sure, like, I know what this is. Like, you know, he's like, my brother's gotten a bunch of girls pregnant. Like, you don't really have to deal with this. Like, you could just send her off. She could be gone somewhere. Like, I get it. You love your wife. You're trying to, like, preserve that situation. Like, you know, you can let it go. You can let it go. No harm, no foul. You're royal. No one's gonna, like, care. And Francis really thinks about it for a minute. He's like, it oh, sounds good. But in the end he can't do it. He's like, nah, like that's my kid. I should take care of him and like raise him and be like a dad. That's like a good thing. And, and it's actually, and I'm, I'm being really flippant about it, but it's actually really poignant because he talks about how hard it was for bash and remembering how hard bash had it and how it was really hard for all of bash's childhood. And it was really humiliating, for Bash to be so close to their family and yet so far away in terms of titles and being claimed and then being raised. And it's it's really it's actually really thoughtful and poignant um, for the show.
1: Right. And and it what he's saying absolutely makes sense from that context. Um, but like on, on the flip side, it doesn't. For me anyway, because I'm like, if you know how hard it was for your brother, that's all the more reason to send this child and his mother away. She has a title of a widow. He could go live his life somewhere else where he's not a bastard. He's just fatherless, like his father's dead. You can make sure they're financially provided for. Um, you know what it was like for Bash, because the king's bastard is still a bastard. So why would you put your child through the essentially? It's what's going to be the exact same situation, especially if Mary has a son.
0: Well, because then he like claims him, right? And right. I mean, you you claim you air. claiming
1: him, right? You claiming him like actually doesn't mean anything because I think the Pope has to legitimize him first, right?
0: The Pope, ha- like, I think if he wants to take the throne, like, yeah, like oh, okay. the Pope has to legitimize him. But like in terms of like the the country and court, like, uh, it, Pope doesn't really matter.
1: Oh, I got you. I see what you're saying.
0: Season two introduces us to some really great new uh new people new villains one of the key villains who is like um Narcisse uh who will be one of our villains I think it means a lot that Narcisse is into Lola and Lola ends up being into him because Lola is a Jezebel we'll also have not necessarily a villain but definitely somebody who got got and played uh in uh in Louis, uh, Francis's cousin. So, essentially, Narcisse, who was our, our brand new villain, he has a hunch. And shout out to Narcisse because he played a long game. He he. This was like so, just this whole plan was such a gamble, and, but it worked. So, <laughs> Narcisse, our our brand new villain, had a hunch, had an inkling, had a thought that um, the king did not die, uh, like in an accident as it looked at the time. And so he hires a nanny who attends to Lola's baby, um, Francis's son, John, and he pays the nanny to act as if like she is being possessed by the ghost of Francis's dad. Every time she and Francis talk, she pretends like, like she's being possessed and they have all these conversations until Finally, Francis is like being and Francis and it and they do it for a long time because Francis previously the show's already established that <coughs> Francis is not like a superstitious person, but I guess the guilt is really really weighing on Francis. So he finally just confesses to this fake possessed nanny that like he's like, "Daddy, I'm so sorry, I killed you," and then uh, Narcisse is like, "Ha, gotcha." <laughs> <laughs> and that throws everything into chaos, because um, now Francis is bound to Narcisse and all of Narcisse's wants and doings and biddings, or else uh, Narcisse will bring him up on charges of regicide and um, depose him and
1: and get him beheaded. So we're in a real pickle. Right. We are in a pickle, except we're not, because <laughs> guess what, boo? You didn't get, you didn't record any of this. It's literally your word against mine, and your word won't mean much when I get you, when I have you beheaded. Like, okay, and this is why this 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 whole thing was so fake to me. I'm like, what makes you think that someone who could kill his father would hesitate to kill you, sir? What I'm not gonna do is blackmail someone who killed their own family. I'm if I have evidence, I'm gonna take that to the authorities if i think it'll mean anything but if you are the top authority i'm just gonna sit on my hands and mind my business right if, if he had tried this whole blackmail thing with henry the eighth he would have been beheaded tomorrow
0: <laughs> so right and the show and the way that the show i guess tries to explain this away because that's a good point and 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 francis does say that he's like i could like what are you talking about Um, But the way the show tries to explain why that is a bad idea is because they sort of establish that uh, Francis and Mary are trying to, like, you know, be good rulers, and they're trying to care about poor people. You know, they're working really hard to care about poor people, and, you know, when you care about poor people, that makes, like, rich people really angry, and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um if if and if all the rich people get together and desire decide and bleh, if all the rich people get together and decide to like kill you like you will get got like there is no power um and that's how the show essentially tries to explain it is that basically france like Uh, Narcisse is, like, the ringleader of all the richest people, of all the people who are extremely wealthy in the kingdom. And we see this in that, like, when when Narcisse, like, starts to feel a type of way about something Francis did, like, Narcisse, like, withholds, essentially, transports of, like, food, therefore, like, plunging the country into, like, a famine um, just to do that shit. So... They are, like, and so they're, she's trying to figure out how to essentially get out of this pre- precarious position. He's found himself with, you know, essentially him and Mary against all the rich people.
1: Right. And, you know, like you said, the pe- personal controls, the food controls everything. But also there are, like, a lot of stairs in that castle and accidents do happen. <laughs> you so, just, like, push somebody. <laughs> so, right.
0: Francis is is in a bad position and he can't tell and, and he can't tell Mary because he doesn't want to get her got to, because like they already don't like Mary. Like they've been ready to kill Mary, essentially. So what happens is then is like it's one of the most hotly contested plots then in like the entire in in, in at least this series. And I remember there was a lot of discussion about it. So so Francis is essentially just trying to get out of Narc- under Narcisse's thumb. So Francis basically throws this like huge, huge, like huge gamble, this this big gambit, and he tries to Narcisse attempts to execute Francis. He he makes an attempt. Narcisse attempts to um to to have Francis assassinated and the reason why it doesn't happen is because while he's attempting to have Francis assassinated Francis is away, trying to get like Narcisse essentially out of his hair and try, like trying to basically trying to bury these regicide claims. Cause what happened is that Narcisse has like written down proof from the nanny. Um, he has like a, there's like a written record of Francis confession with like, Narcisse's stamp and seal on it and Narcisse is hiding the paper somewhere among like his lands and his like people. Basically Francis and Basher are away trying to like get that paper. Not only get the paper and like burn it but then kill everybody who knows about it. So the nanny's got to get got. The person who's holding the letters, got to get got. Like... <laughs>
1: I feel bad for the nanny, but she knew what she signed up for. Girl, you <laughs> pretended to be possessed. You're doing a lot.
0: You're doing a lot, honey. Like, um, and so they're away trying to get like this stuff gone. And while they're and and the reason why Francis and Bash do not tell Mary about what they're attempting to do is that they know that if they get caught, because Narcisse is like his own very rich person with his own guards, his own like really well-trained. You know, assassins and shit. Francis's and Francis's reasoning is like he doesn't want to tell Mary because if he and Bash get got, well, they're going to be beheaded. That's just what it is. <laughs> like, but Mary will at least have, like, Mary won't, will, will literally not know. <laughs> like, like when they bring her, so like when Mary plausible gets possible
1: deniability.
0: <laughs> exactly. So when Mary gets questioned, like, Mary's like, bitch, did i know that my man was out here riding around at night like did i did i did not i legitimately did not know that he killed his father so like you know she doesn't have to try to get up there and lie because like she didn't know right but while they're out right there's an assassination attempt but when they come to assassinate francis francis isn't there mary get mary is raped and that's what happens. So this plot was extremely controversial. People were like, "How dare you make Mary's rape about Francis? It's a plot point." And um, and people just like, "We're not, we're not feeling it."
1: I, I don't think- like rape as a plot point in general, and I said this back way back when we covered the OC in our White People Problems season, season two of GBB. I don't think it's a necessary plot point. I don't think that it's a a good thing to drive a plot forward. All that said, however, I honestly don't see a situation where they're looking for her husband. They're trying to bring him up on charges. They come into her home, demanding to know where her husband is to kill him. And then when she says he's not here, they politely leave.
0: I don't know, like sometimes it, I couldn't decide like if it felt unnecessary or if it just felt like something that happened. It's hard because then the rape just drives so much of, like, the second half of the season. They've hinged so much on it. So I don't know. And I don't think you have... Um, I don't think... I don't know what the other scenario is that could drive as much as that second half of the season. As... I, I don't know what it is. To be real. Right. real.
1: And, I mean, and this is why, ultimately... Um, I had to let that go because, like I said, I don't think rape is a necessary plot device. However, in this scenario, it wasn't gratuitous. They didn't have this right. girl be raped just to have her be raped. There was actually an entire web of, like you said, the entire back half Inspiracy. of this second season tied into it. Right. Um, so the, the writing was there in place. They didn't just write this rape for this one episode and then just went about their merry way with a plot that had nothing to do with that initial assault um all of it was interconnected so i was like this was why at the end of the day i was like okay obviously they thought this through and so i have to give them credit for that for at least not making this gratuitous because um nine times out of ten it usually is they it's usually women being raped on screen for the sake of being raped
0: right and i like yeah like i said i don't know i don't know what
1: else could have happened
0: i don't know i don't know it's it's a choice it sucks. It is what it is.
1: I feel she, bad about it, but like thank you CW for not showing us more than you absolutely had to.
0: Right, like and it's it's horrible, but it's very quick. Bash and Francis succeed, but you know, Mary's raped and then when they finally and when he tells her the reason why he was like away and she is really angry. Um she's super super angry at him and she's mad that he didn't tell her and he's she's mad granted like there's no way francis could have known that like the same night he dipped is going to be was going to be the same night that um there was like an assassination attempt
1: on his life you know right right how do you know no one sees an assassination attempt coming
0: (laughs) so it's like i get why she feels the way but she's angry she's angry because she's like you're keeping secrets from me like i could have lied and he's like i just And she's like, I would have lied if they told me and you failed. And he's like, I just didn't want to take that chance with your life. And then she's like, but I got
1: raped. So like, fuck you. And he's like, okay. And that's why her anger makes complete sense to me because it's bigger than the lie. Obviously it's what the lie led to. And she can't, the people who did this to her are are not exactly here for her to like, you know, be angry at. So like next best thing, bash my lying or excuse me, um, Francis my lying ass husband. Um this is your fault. <laughs> right, like it's like he's an easy target for her anger. And like and listen,
0: to Francis's credit, like he get, he he doesn't get it but like he gets it and he takes it. He takes it really well. Like he takes it on the nose. He's like, "Okay, like you want to be mad at me? Be mad." Like that's what this is. Um but uh baby girl takes it all, so, but, like, it does not, it's not well, like, so basically this happens, and it, like, it really drives, like, a rift between them, like, she doesn't want to see him, she doesn't want him to touch her, she's, like, she, like, gets, like, su- uh, like super depressed, like, she's not... In this at all like to the point where she's like i you know been talking about break and breakups and separations not feeling like myself since the baby are we gonna even make it um Mm -hmm. and she's like i think we should like lead separate lives i don't know that i'm fucking with this anymore like i'm not i'm not and he's like what do you mean you don't want me and like francis is like what do you mean and she's like I said, what is, you know, enter, enter Prince Louis, enter, uh, enter Condé, you know, he's feeling her heavy.
1: Oh yeah. Louis of Condé, uh, Francis's cousin, who is kind of, what is the appropriate, uh, uh, term at that time, Uh, what they would call a rake. Uh, he has a body count, a large body count. He's, he's, he's been with a lot of people. Right. And she's just she's gonna be another one, I guess, uh, or he wants her to be another one.
0: Yeah, he's um, like he's, he's feeling her super heavy. He's like, I'm
1: so into you, girl. Like, and she's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like he's just there, and she really just doesn't want to to be around Francis. And I think it's because of I honestly think it's because of the rape and all of those feelings that she's projected about the rape onto Francis. But, you know, she's grieving. Uh, she's trying to heal from this. And she, you know, somebody else is a better vessel of healing than Francis at this point, essentially.
0: And Francis is devastated by it because, like, I guess he wants her... I don't know. He thought they would get better together and, like, that's not what's happening and it sucks and he's... and it, The whole thing just sucks. And, like, I remember people saying that, like, and the, they were making the, like, that the show made the aftermath of her rape about Francis. but I'm, like, I feel like the show doesn't, I feel like it is very much about her, but it's also, like, the show is super modern, and, like, they're in a relationship. Like, I feel like, I don't know, I, I just feel like those charges are, like, mean. I Not that the charges are mean, they're just, like, I don't know, like, I'm not saying it should be all about his feelings, but like, he does have feelings. Like this is a person he loves, like that he, you know,
1: it's right. Like, like he's going to feel something about it. And honestly, I feel like people would have complained more if he had no feelings about it.
0: Right. Like, so, uh, and, and essentially like, it is like, it's about, and it's interesting. Like now that I'm thinking about it even more, you know, it's, like, what What does happen in a marriage when, like, your wife is
1: raped by another man? Right, right. Um, like,
0: damn. Like, know, that's really crazy.
1: <laughs> obviously, the man is not the victim here. But, um, think if, if something affects your partner that deeply, that heavily, there's no way that's not going to have an effect on you and on the relationship. That's just not possible.
0: Right. Um... And, and even more so, and I guess it's cause like, like it is a CW show. So people are like, rah, rah, but like, we're talking about a rape that happened post a miscarriage. You know what I mean? Like, right. so she was already dealing with shit. Shit. Like, so yeah, they were both like really just dealing with shit together. like, you know, like that's a hard, that is like a really like in a, I mean, just that, um, like a, that's, that would be a prestige show. Like in another person's hands, right? Just that, just that idea of like, I want to write a story about a cut, like a merit, like married, like about this marriage and what happens to this marriage after the wife suffers a miscarriage and then she's raped by another man. Like, whew.
1: Right, even miscarriage alone is something that's like been statistically shown to absolutely destroy certain couples. Some people get closer, and some people just like they cannot handle, their marriage cannot handle the grief. Adding the layer of being raped on top of that, and y'all trying to run a country, in her case, two countries, it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot to deal with. And there's obviously, the seed of mistrust has been sown in the marriage. By not telling her, thinking that he's protecting her, That can easily be interpreted as okay, you just don't trust me,
0: right? And it's not that. It's like it's obviously something more like grand, but like it doesn't it doesn't stop that feeling, and that feeling can be very powerful,
1: especially when now she no longer trusts him. There's a lot going on there, and I think it would be disingenuous to show that Francis is just totally unfazed by it.
0: Like, honestly, would
1: make him a sociopath if he (laughs) weren't.
0: I was about to say, like, if we never, if we didn't, if Francis is unfeeling in, in any of this, like, I'm, I think it would be like a character assassination to what we've been shown of him so far. Like, for the most part, is a really loving uh, husband and, and boyfriend. Mary's like, I don't want to be around you. So, so Mary's like feeling Conde, Louis heavy. Um, so she starts up in a whole ass affair Shout out to Francis, and this time at least he gets, you know, like a cute court thing happening. I'm glad for him. So, so during this time, this this affair thing, they have, they have this conversation again, and essentially they open it back up. And he's like, Francis is not really about opening it up again, but like she's just like, but also like, I don't know, she's trying to fix herself, and he's like, I guess you gotta fix yourself. Like, he's like. And he's like, okay, you got to do what you got to do to to fix yourself. Like, I can't, like, whatever. Sure, fine. Um, uh, But he's devastated. He's like, but he's like, you can't, like, tell anybody. You've got to be, like, really discreet about it. And so her and Louis start, like, a whole thing. The thing between Louis and Mary quickly, quickly, quickly spirals out of control. (laughs) Um, Because then she's like, I don't even want to be in France. Like, I'm going to go back to Scotland. And Louis feeling that heavy because he's like, oh, we can be out like together, like in the open. But (laughs) that's not really what she's saying.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she said me, not we. (laughs) She definitely said I want to go back. She's like, I want to go to
0: Scotland. I don't even want to be here anymore. Um, And he's like, yeah, girl, we'll go to Scotland. And she's like, yeah, you can come if you want to. (laughs)
1: Which <laughs> and is definitely code for please don't invite yourself <laughs> and so and so um
0: he tried and so like then they so like he tries to basically slide up next to her in public and she's like let me let's get something clear you understand that like even if we get to scotland we'd still have to like be super discreet because like I'm still technically married. Like, just because I'm in another place doesn't mean that stops. He's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> and so, with this information, like, bro,
1: you're a prince. You know exactly what that means.
0: <laughs> so, with this information, Louis like, I'm gonna. So, with this, and then like a little whispering from England from Elizabeth the First, Louis like, I'm gonna be King of France, so Mary can be mine. <laughs> I'm going to depose Francis and kill him so that, like, Mary and I can be together. And Mary does not shut this down immediately.
1: Right. And it's like, and this is when we see how truly upset she is at Francis and how badly she's still hurting, right? That she doesn't shut this shit down immediately.
0: Right. Like, she's sort of like, oh, you're going to wage a war? Like, and she, and she's like, thinking about it but she's not like you can't just kill Francis like that's no like no no she's like like he's just like yeah we're gonna be together girl and so he launches like a whole campaign to like kill Francis and Francis is like you're you're doing what (laughs) like and Francis and and in fact like Francis is and I just want to show like how because we're talking about this, like whatever, but this happens over the course of several episodes. And as it's happening, Catherine can see it. And Catherine is like, You have to behead that bitch, like right now. <laughs> like, and he's mm-hmm. like, And Francis is like, You know, she loves me. She's hurting. She's just like, She's, I can't, I'm not going to just sit here and kill the woman that I love. Cause like she's doing some shit to try to piss me off. Cause you know, she's feeling a type of way. And,
1: and, Catherine's like, I'm not trying to hear all that shit I said behead this bitch right now. And honestly, I was really a team Catherine on that one. Because I'm like, there are things that wives and husbands can do to anger each other. Um, going along, like, just entertaining your possible assassination is not one of those things.
0: I was, and, that, and that's the thing, like... Be like, I know
1: my, I know my woman loves me. I know she's, doing a, she's plotting a little bit of murder right now, but she'll come around. What?
0: What? And and that's and that's another thing like Mary had Francis out here looking so fucking stupid. Like that really hurt. I was really hurting for Francis. <laughs> Cuz I'm like, wow, yeah, you really have him good. out here looking
1: dumb.
0: Like what?
1: That was really really like low. It was foul. And honestly, it made him look incompetent. Like thankfully that didn't get very very far. Um, and it didn't, the news didn't spread very, very, uh, very far either. But like, imagine if even the one person in court had found out and spread that shit. It makes him look completely weak as a king.
0: Well, like, I mean, well, that's why Catherine was like, behead him because like people in court were starting to find out. And he was just like, you know, he was just basically out here looking dumb. Like, she had him out here looking really dumb. And so, and so like, it happens he launches with the help of england louis launches this whole campaign to take out francis and it's only when like louis is at francis's door with like a fucking army that mary like wakes up and she's like oh shit like francis could get killed <laughs> like
1: oh, shit. Right. Like, and oh right. shit honestly i lost a lot of respect for mary then because i'm like when a man says he's going to kill your husband to be with you He's probably trying going to gonna try to kill your husband to be with you, sis. That's not a right. game. Right? That's like, you that's had all this game. time before he, he racked up a, a freaking army to say some shit and you didn't say anything.
0: Right. You're out here talking about like, oh, I just want to be in Scotland. Oh, I'm so sad. It's like, I get that. But like, Francis is about to die, Mary. Like, are we? Are we comprehending? Are we? Are we hearing anything? Are we feeling anything? Let, let's. Let's. This is.
1: You've done a bit too much now. Like, yeah, you know, he a bit fucked too up. Much. But what has that man ever done to intentionally hurt you? In fact, he saved your life quite a number of times from your own family, even. Like, I really feel like sometimes when people are hurting and they're grieving and they're in their their season of healing. It's it's basically hurt people hurt people type of situation, but this we're not talking about Francis's feelings right now. He could literally die because your lover is is obsessed with you,
0: right? So Mary like hatches a plot with Greer, and and Kenna and and not Lola because Lola's out fucking narses. That's another thing. Lola starts having a full blown relate sexual relationship with the man who, like, was responsible for almost destroying Marion Francis. That is not your... And
1: starving out the country. And starving
0: out the country. That is a Jezebel of, like, the highest order. Yeah, she
1: really showed her ass this season. I thought she showed her ass last season. No, she showed her ass this season. Lola was doing the absolute most for no reason.
0: No, she's an op. She's such an op. Like, honestly, it couldn't be me.
1: right. Um, And then Francis asked her to, like, help them with Narcisse, right? And she's like, I don't, I can't do this. It's like, okay, but your baby daddy is a literal king. What does Narcisse really have to, like, you can, you can, you should play your hand better than this. I'm just saying.
0: And, or like, not even like, but like, have some fucking loyalty. Like, do you even (laughs) know what that word means?
1: That's what it is. Lola has no loyalty and she has no integrity at all.
0: At (laughs) At all. all. Zero, zero, zilch, zip,
1: nada. So this season was like, honestly, I feel like this season was kind of a hot ass mess. But like you said, Mary wakes up. She comes to her senses. She's like, you can't kill him. Like, he's my husband and also he's your king. This is kind of fucked up. And then she takes a knife and like,
0: plops it into his chest yeah and as he's dying like they're having this conversation she's like listen did you really think that i was just gonna like let you kill francis greer and leif reunite and then they break up again because greer's merchant husband was a protestant and they got got and he was a protestant that had unknowingly funded like an assassination attempt on francis and mary so, basically, they had everything stripped away from them, and he had to go to prison. So, Greer was out here penniless, broke, and she... But, you know, Greer... Shout out to Greer. She found out what she was really made of, and she flipped it. She flipped it. She started running, like... A, she started running um, a brothel, but, like, a really classy one with, like, you know, the up, with upscale upscale ladies of the night you know she got them she's like you know you know she told the girls at the at the brothel she's like you know you can upcharge when you know when you've got that good silk when there's mood lighting when you take a bath like it's crazy how the prices can go through the roof
1: and they were like teach us girl matters so much (laughs) right and and Gri- you know, this like, is why Grit is my favorite of the ladies in waiting. I feel like she was not just the most loyal, she was the most enterprising. She she really
0: did something for herself. And so she um so basically Laith like, you know, catches her on the flip side and she's like, Oh, so and she's like, you know, I sort of run like a, a situation. And he's like, Okay, that's cool. And then, you know, Lathe, like we said, Lath keeps Leith keeps leveling up that's all he he does and uh I guess when you're a man and you're nice and you're just like loyal that can like really take you a lot of places um and he's you know in the king's guard now he's got like a really good thing going for himself and when uh when he levels up and they reunite lath is like okay like let's get married. You know, we can, we can finally get married. Like we can finally like be together. Cause the, it was before it was like, you're rich. Now you're not rich. (laughs) Um, And you know, let's, let's, let's really do this thing, girl. And she's like, you know, honey, that's nice and everything, but I got my own money now. I got my own business. It may not be quote unquote respectable. And he's like, okay, but like, I'm going to take care of you. She's like, you don't get it. Like, I'm taking care of myself. Like, and he goes, but like, don't you want to need me? And she's like, I want you. Like, I don't need you. I want you. Why can't that be enough for you? And they have some hard, hard talks and, and, and it, and it, you know, it breaks up, but you know, it was, it was right.
1: Right. And I understand where Greer's coming from. Because her man no, was a yeah. merchant. Like, he had an actual job, and yet she was put in a very vulnerable situation because of political tensions regardless. Um, you, I mean, I can understand her never wanting to have her finances compromised or controlled by a husband ever again. And, no, you know, shout out to Lath for the loyalty because she is initially the one who put him in a position to level up in the first place. But, like, he needs to... He, if he had just gotten over the ego of wanting her to need him and depend on him. They could have been real happy together.
0: Exactly. And I, and I was going to say like, ig- like exactly what you're bringing up because like, she even, he's like, well, um, he's like, you know, I'm in the King's garden. She's like, okay. But like when he's trying to convince her um to like, you know, get married, she's like, you know he goes. Well, I'm in the King's garden now. Like you, Francis will forgive it, and and in fact, like Lath, not only does Lath loyalty, Lath like saves up all his money. Lath like sells a bunch of shit, sells like some sells a bunch of shit and saves up and asks Francis for a loan. And he goes to like the the Cardinal, and he goes to the Cardinal. Uh, and to beg the Cardinal to go to the Pope and get like an annulment for Greer so that she doesn't even have to be tied to her, her Protestant husband anymore. Right. Um, right. Which will free her up in like a really serious and significant way. And uh, you know, when she, and he, and he does it and he works and gets it and, and she's grateful, but you know, she's like, you know, this is what I'm talking, she's like, but even this, like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I don't ever want to be in a position again where I'm like, I'm out here, like, where I have to, de- like, like you said, like, why I have to depend on a man. And he's like, well, I'm, you know, guard to the princess. And she's like, okay, well, what if Francis dies and power changes hands? Like, well, then what are we going to do? Like, where are we? Like, what, what am I, I don't ever, and he can't, like, he can't grasp any of that. He he just doesn't get it. Like, they're just on like, you know, she's leveled up mentally and he just can't understand where she's coming from because he's sort of still stuck in his time.
1: Right. Uh, essentially, that is the, the root of the issue is that she has become more forward thinking and he's Leif is still very much a man of his time and a man of his era. Um, right. And they've outgrown each other, essentially, because had he done this... While her husband was still alive, before she knew what it was to suffer, before she was running her own business, she would have jumped at it.
0: Well, no, she, like, he, well, she wouldn't have, because, like, this, it, I mean, she's not poor, she's the, she's not, she hasn't been kicked out of court yet, but Leif does have these lands, and, like, he comes to her and he's like, marry me, and she's like, no, you're not rich enough yet, like, you know, like, they just kept missing, like, their timing just didn't work out. And it's, I guess, and I mention it because it's one of the better, I think, stories in general, like, the one of the better plot lines I've seen of this nature in that, like, nobody's, because I think, like, particularly in these sort of, not, in modern, these kind of plot lines in modern stories as well as historic as well, and I say in modern stories because this is a modern story, it's just that the setting is historical because they very much write it in a modern way, Um, is that they always try to make somebody, like, the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Um, They either, like, the man is, like, wrong or the woman is wrong. But, like, they're both just not... But I love this plotline in particular because neither one of them is wrong. Like, it's really not wrong for Laith to have this mindset of a man goes out and provides for his wife and takes care of her and like everything is dependent on me. And like, I step up and, and like this very, it's not really wrong of him to have that sort of traditional mindset or thought. And it's not, and it's really not wrong of her to have to have her own, to have the mindset that she has, which is like, I don't want to have to be at the mercy of, of of you like essentially or whatever happens to you like I want to depend on me I want me even if I'm winning or I'm losing like that's where I want to be at they're not, neither of them are really wrong um for feeling or thinking the way they do they're just not compatible and they do they break up and they just and it's just not working anymore and it's it's devastating but in like the best way if that makes sense
1: It does. And I agree. I don't think there are any bad guys here. She's not wrong for wanting to her independence and he's not wrong for wanting, you know, a wife that he can, uh, provide for. Um, I, I, I think there's room for both. It's just that when you are the type of woman she is, you need a different type of man and the same for him. If you are the type of man he is, you need a different type of woman. Um, incompatibility really isn't shown very well on TV. Cause like you said, somebody is always made into the villain, but like no one's being abused here. No one is having uh, their, their feelings uh, dismissed or disregarded. It's just that what he wants is not what she wants and that's okay.
0: Right. And I, I love it because it, it's just like, it's, it's just a showing of two, how two people can really love each other but just not be right for each other.
1: I thought season two was very good. It, it For me, it wasn't as juicy as season one, but I think it's because, you know, I was like accustomed to this by now. Um, and uh, Mary really tried me with how long she took to put a stop to Louis, but it was very good.
0: Same, <laughs> um, it's very good. Uh, I also think it's good. I think the criticisms are of season two, which are so many that we've sort of mentioned, are, they're not unfounded, but I think they're a little unfair, particularly the criticisms of the Francis storyline and, like, the 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 sort of prevailing criticisms from, like, a lot of people, entertainment critics that were like, they're focusing too much on Francis. Fuck Francis's feelings. I'm like, Francis has a, a right to his feelings. Um, right, and in, how
1: can we not focus on her literal husband a little bit? <laughs> right,
0: like, he's in this marriage, too. So season three uh, kicks off with... We're introduced with to formidable our quote unquote villain, I guess, for the the rest of the series, which is Elizabeth, Francis, and Mary are all super duper loved up. So you know he's about to die, and and that's where we're at.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, I really hate that they show these couples at their best right before someone dies. It starts off with an assassination because obviously uh, Catherine and Elizabeth send messengers. Uh, to expose uh, Mary's affair with Prince Louis to the Vatican, uh, or excuse me, they they to to expose uh, Mary's affair with Prince Louis just to the public. But the ma- messengers are assassinated um, by the Vatican. So that's interesting,
0: right? Um, Francis is like aware that he's getting really really sick and that he's going to die soon. So he's he's sort of making plans for that. Um, I'm really insulted that, uh, this show wants me to care about Lola and Narcisse. Like, I'm really upset about it. Like, I feel like they thought that I didn't watch the past two seasons and, um, I just, I just feel a type of way about it, honestly.
1: Yeah. It's too late for a rebrand with Lola. It's just, and, and, and Narcisse, I mean, we only met him in season two, but he's just done so much. It's too late for a rebrand for him as well. So Francis is sent for like
0: Charles, which is his younger brother, and the uh, the next legitimate heir to the throne. And he's bringing he's brought Charles to court to basically essentially get him ready to take over because he he knows he's getting really sick, and he also he's asked for Mary and Charles to like get married or something so that Mary will still be safe in French court, shout out to Francis. You know, Francis is a planner. I appreciate somebody who um, is planning for the future, making sure their loved ones are gonna be okay, you know, doing all the things. And so then next we have this sort of callback, a big callback to, I guess, season one and season two in that like the castle ghost or whatever. In season one, season two, we learned that the quote unquote castle ghost is actually Catherine's very first child, an illegitimate child by another man. It was assumed that she died, but she did not die. So Bash's witch in the woods, who they've since broken up because he's like occult Occult rituals are a lot. Um, uh, he goes back into the woods to find her and she's like, well, if you kill the, 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 the girl, like Francis will be chill. And so Bash is like, well, hate that for this, hate that for Catherine's firstborn, but this is my brother who I love, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no blood relation to you. <laughs> so Bash does so Bash kills uh the the girl. Uh definitively Clarissa, this
1: yeah. Clarissa,
0: yes, definitively this time. And Francis for a time does seem to be better. Uh and when Francis uh becomes better, Mary has like a Mary's going through after Francis is near death, Mary goes through something really serious and she's like, I'm gonna write to Elizabeth and tell her like I'm going to give up my claim on the throne. Like I'm just going to be I just want to be a good wife to Francis and a good queen to France. This is where my heart is. Like fuck it. Like I have no claim on the English throne. I'm just going to give it all away. I just want to be happy. The very night she does that is the very night that Francis dies. And so she rips up the letter af- and burns it after and Shout out to Francis. She tells him that she's going to do this, and Francis is like, "That is not a good idea." After Francis's death, um, she's obviously Mary is obviously very devastated, and uh, it's, it's and she's also like new Mary. It's you know this is this is Mary post Francis,
1: right? She becomes she she really becomes. I won't say colder and more calculating, but I do feel that she becomes more. Uh, a rational and a better strategist. Um, after France, Francis dies. Like she really starts thinking like a queen and not like a wife more.
0: Definitely, which I I think a lot of the criticisms I think people had on the show about Francis really needed to be directed towards the writing of Mary, if that makes sense.
1: Yes, it does, and I agree. And it's like I like you. Can,
0: I can't. Like, I get that you, everybody feels a way, but, like, the show has also set up this character as, like, really smart, really kind, really loving. And, like, I like... And listen, don't get me wrong. I really like Mary. Mary tries me a lot, but I really like her. But I also can't deny that she's, like, kind of a dum-dum. Like, just slightly. Slightly. Just slight.
1: Just a slight. And I feel like it's not a disservice to the character if you take into context the fact that she was, for the most part... Raised in a convent. She was not raised to be a political strategist. She became that because of her marriage and because of having to deal with running a country with Francis, uh, running for her life from his mom, <laughs> um, and uh, escaping the death at the hands of her own brother. Being in French court made her stronger, faster, better. The girl who grew up in a convent is not the girl that's prepared to run a nation. She's just not. Sorry about it.
0: Right. And exactly. And I don't think it's a disservice. And I, I, exactly. I just feel the same way. So, like, I feel like if you have, if that's, like, a prevailing, I think, issue for you, I think you got to take it up with, with, with the writing. But I also don't think that there's anything I also, but I also, like you said, I don't think there's anything wrong with that character's characterization. In fact, it's something I I like to see um, in female characters, really, because I think sometimes we fall into this trap of, like, super smart, super competent, super, 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 super. And right. it's like, no, like, you know, the you start off, like, I think it's really real and really honest to write a story about a girl who... You know, was one way, and then the experiences of her life changed her to be another. Because that—that is life,
1: right? Right. We definitely always have to give our characters room to grow, and I think people do the relationship between Francis and Mary, as depicted on the show, a disservice by seeing Francis just as her ment- as her as her husband when he was very much a mentor to her as well. Um, in how to, like, deal with politics and running a nation and, you know, just basically how to deal with people, how to hold on to her power, how to assert her power, etc. You know, Francis never belittled Mary or talked down to her or dismissed her. I mean, like I said, from jump, from that first season, when she comes to him with her concerns about, like, you know, I think your mom is plotting against me, he takes her seriously. And that's a huge thing. Like, he, As far as he's concerned and she's concerned, they've always been in this together and he's never treated Mary as less than an equal. So I think the complaints against Francis in that relationship also don't hold weight because people are trying to make the situation misogynist when it really wasn't. <laughs>
0: exactly and you know what i think that's another that's another thing i think people i don't want to say people are focused on making men the villain because men are the villain but um trust me we are always team men are trash over here but like uh i do think this series is uh granted francis is not without like his flaws but for the most part francis is like a really good partner to
1: marry and you know it's it's greater than him not acting with malicious intent his intent is also never to lie to mary if he lies to her it's for the specific purpose of of um of making sure that his wife can um keep her integrity and keep her head held up high and and not putting her in the position where she has to lie for him he would right. rather lie to her than have her lie for him and compromise who she is as a person. And that's kind of a big deal. Especially in an era where men, women were expected to bend over backward for their men and do whatever um, to, to, to preserve his reputation. Um, like I said, and like Alex said, yes, men are the villain, but not this man. Narcisse is a villain. Louis takes his turn playing a villain. Henry um, is definitely the villain um, several times over um, before he, you know, he he meets his end. But um I don't think that uh that Francis and Bash are bad men. In fact, I think that Francis is incredibly progressive, even more so than a lot of modern-day husbands.
0: Now, after Francis dies, I know that this is this is gonna be an unpopular opinion, but I do think. I miss Francis when he dies, at least. I think me, here, I'll speak for myself. I miss Francis when he dies, like in the overall
1: narrative of the show. Just generally. I I, I feel the same way. I mean, I knew Francis was going to die because, like I said, there is a lot of legitimate history mixed up in this show. And, you know, he did die and Mary did have a second husband. And I so I knew it was happening. But like I said, Francis is a really good guy, and the show did a really good job of endearing us not only to him, but to the dynamic of his relationship with Mary. We saw her grow and change and evolve as a direct result of his I feel, very positive influence. So you can't just get rid of a character like that and not expect people to feel away.
0: So now we have, you know, Mary doing this whole queen thing alone. And um, lucky for her, uh, everybody, all the spies that Elizabeth essentially sends over to her to, like, try to get her got, like, they all end up just wanting to fuck her. So <laughs> she, she prevails in that way. <laughs> so the show does something also with these seasons that i always think is a bad rule and they start introducing all these new people that we do not care about oh my god <laughs> like and all of our favorite friends and characters just sort of like get like they like we get like less and less and less of them as time goes on um even somebody who I felt like shoulda like, cause even when Francis dies, I always thought like the the correct instinct would then to be like, well then bash, right? You could put bash in the like it makes sense to put bash in a more prominent position in the narrative to marry somehow. Cause right. he's like uh, you know, he's a loyal friend and supporter. They were in love once. I even thought that at some point they would finally hook bash and marry up because it's like now Francis is dead. So, like, now it's sort of, like, cleared the way for them to, like, really see what this thing was about between them. But they don't do that. Like, we get less and less of Bash. We get less and less of Greer. We get, like, a little bit of Laith. Like, Laith hooks up with Claudette. Claude. Claude. Yeah, her name is Claude. Mm -hmm. Who is Francis's Francis's sister.
1: But Um, I do agree that, like, enhancing these people's stories instead of introducing new people would have been the thing to do and I stand I will will literally die on the hill that introducing new people even though it seems like a good idea is, is ultimately just lazy writing it is always easier to introduce a new character that no one cares about rather than enhancing a story of someone that we do care about I've said this since we talked about Buffy and I'm going to say it now we don't care about these new people stop
0: they're they're new people, and they're new people that are connected to like Lola and Narcissus, and I'm just like, ooh, make that ooh stop. So all so like a bunch of shit happens, and the season ends really with um, Mary going. Like Charles is like, you know, it's cool that Charles and Catherine are like, we love you. It's cool that you're here, but it's time for you to go to Scotland and to to bounce and mary's like you know what y'all are right so then so it ends with with mary and bash and greer all going to scotland and we're gonna get mary the scotland years
1: yeah and honestly this is actually what i've been waiting for the scotland years i think not to say that i didn't love seasons one through three of this show i really really did um but Um, as a result of the show only being four seasons and three of them being spent in France, like, the Scotland years felt rushed, which I didn't like.
0: Uh, So season three, good, bad, or basic?
1: I'm gonna give it... Yeah, I was gonna say basic because they killed Francis, but, like, Francis had to die. So I'll keep it at good. Like, that's just me and my personal feelings about the Francis character. I know that historically he had to die, so they had to do it. I'll keep it at good. What about you?
0: Same, I'll keep it at good. Uh, e- even though same, I'm like I miss Francis. Francis is was just such a big part of that, big part of the show. And Francis, t- Toby Regbo, such mm-hmm. a great performance, really truly wonderful. Um, I'm actually surprised I don't see him in more things, uh, because he really did do I think a really great job with this show. Oh, sorry, some other. Plot points that were important that happened uh, in the ending season. Lola got beheaded, which honestly, I want to say I shed a tear. I wanted to say I want to say I was sad, but I'm like, well, it was all coming to this, wasn't it, Lola?
1: Right. <laughs> I, had it? To, I I felt like that was the only right. Like her character was literally get, becoming like, like it started with like you said some Jezebel shit and some like frenemy shit, and then it became like just like wholesale agent of chaos <laughs> a complete <laughs> agent of chaos so i was just like when she got got i was just like i honestly breathe a sigh of relief so now we start
0: uh this the season with mary in scotland hanging with her half-brother who tried to kill her i guess they're they've they've since patched things up um and
1: it's a little murder between siblings come on
0: <laughs> um and you know she's trying to you know figure out scotland she's She's actually never been here because she grew up in France her whole life. So she's um, trying to, I guess, get people to like her. Luckily, she's got her BFF, Greer, the last
1: one. <laughs> the last one. Yeah, because Low- Ailey got killed and <laughs> Kenna went off to learn Hungarian and, and, and be a new sugar baby. scam goals. Um but yeah, uh Greer's like Greer literally left her thriving business to come to this lady to Scotland where we don't even know how people feel about her. Cause Greer's a real one, because I would have stayed and been a prosperous businesswoman.
0: Right? Like Greer, like loyal, like loyalty is how you spell it. like you spell loyalty G-R-E-E-R. Um mm. for real. And so In Scotland, Mary is trying to not get killed. Uh, There are already, like, assassination plots at her head. Nobody in Scottish court really wants her there. And this is another thing. And this is, like, once again, this this is a fault on the show. Bash, like, immediately gets to Scotland and then, like, wanders off somewhere and becomes, like, a druid. And we never hear from him ever again.
1: Right, like, okay, if, if he was going to do this quote-unquote find-myself shit, it should have been in season one. Because this makes no sense for the character you've already established in these last three seasons.
0: Exactly! I think that's the biggest part of that that, like, bugs me. And I and it also bugs me because I feel like Bash was already doing that in season three. He was, like, you know, he was off with his little, like, occult princess in the woods. And <laughs> being, like, a cop or whatever and that was like his sort of i'm finding myself moment and but now his brother is dead a brother that he loved very much um and now the woman who he's always loved and always like carried a lot of feelings for but had to like suppress them in order to you know keep living she's going off by herself to a country she's never been bash has always been characterized as like this extremely loyal person and not just extremely loyal but extremely loyal to mary like he would be there to and be with her to like slay like to axe all these judases like you know what i mean
1: right and he's not just loyal to mary he's someone that he takes a lot of the mantle of familial obligations. Like, he, cares, like family obligation cares, matters a lot to him. And even if he didn't care about Mary, making sure that his brother's widow is safe would be, like, a whole th- honor thing for him, right? Like, he's right. he was giving us a lot of Jon Snow energy. Like, yeah, I know I'm the bastard, but I really care about this family. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, so, like... This makes no sense whatsoever. Especially since he dumped. Then he dumped old girl for being a witch. Now you want to be a whole druid, right? <laughs> Come on, Bash. Come on. Like, this is what? Really what? like who wrote? Like, I, if y'all wanted to get rid of Bash, I really could have just gotten him. You know, had him killed when he got to Scotland. That would have right. made more sense. Like, he, him dying to protect her would have made a lot more sense, and would have been congruent with the character you've established
0: exactly exactly that would have been been better if like if that actor had to go or if they didn't know what to do with him anymore but um whatever so then we're introduced to lord darnley who will be mary's eventual husband and has a claim to england in his own right and um will be Mary will eventually have his child who will then assume the English throne eventually. We're introduced to Darnley, and Darnley is like a mess. Like he's a mess from from Jump. He drinks a lot. He's drunk all the time. Um, he is like, really rude. he's he's a dumb dumb who thinks like he's smart. And those are, like, always the most dangerous type of men
1: <laughs> so Mary married Donald Trump, essentially.
0: I mean, she met. She definitely married like a yeah, like definitely, definitely like a a verge of of Donald Trump, and um, he's just like it's a lot of drama. She then she has like this sort of like weird mis, not mystical, but like this dude, Lord, what's his face, Bothwell, who like and see once again, all these people we do not care about. Who like who are these people? We where is queer where's bash nobody knows um he's like a person who like comes from the shadows to try to like make her smarter and help her you know understand scottish court better and darnley is like very feels very um usurped by him darnley tries to like assassinate mary but like he fails because he and she can't like kill him because it it looks bad. But she does get Ego Prego by him and um fulfills her thing. Uh she almost comes to like a, a trust with Elizabeth, but Elizabeth can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. And so the series ends with like Elizabeth once again like flourishing with her her spies and uh Mary loses Scotland And we do like a a cute little time jump where she gets beheaded, like where she's being beheaded in her, in her, after her death, we sort of like see Mary on the other side and on the other side, she's found Francis again. And, um, you know, they're just, I guess, you know, doing heaven together and that's cool.
1: Lord Darnley. So let's talk about him. Like after they got married, he was also like named Duke of Albany and like that became his official title. I guess cuz he felt some type of way of being king consort and wanted like a real title. Yeah. Um <laughs> Lord Darnley has always been portrayed like in every depiction of Mary Queen of Scots and her relationship with this man as incredibly treacherous. Depictions of him trying to assassinate her, depictions of him um Um, even trying to, uh, steal their son in order to, um, push her off her own throne, depictions of him even being like gay and, um, and like cheating on her with, uh, various men. That was one that was portrayed in the movie, Mary, Queen of Scots. Pretty much all, what all historians can agree upon was that this was a very tense, completely loveless marriage. That's mm-hmm. that if y'all if y'all if y'all want to be mad about something be mad that our girl had to go through this especially after having like hashtag marriage goals with Francis. right I
0: was she went say, from like, she
1: went from the pet house to the basement y'all right
0: if anything <laughs> if y'all want to be mad about anything be mad that she had to deal with darnley that she had because like because that would be a shock wouldn't it because like you're because like if you've had a marriage in like that was like essentially Pretty perfect, right? as closest yeah. to perfection as you can get, and someone who like really cared about you and was really loving and like understood you and like made room for you, and then now you have to go to the and so like you've never developed those instincts to like kill or be killed in that intimate of a partnership. Right. imagine having to then like now suddenly have to like scramble to make those. you know what I mean.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. And, um, you know, he, he also like propelled rumors against his own wife, like, like completely slandering her to Scottish court. So that was a whole other thing as well. Like these two just ain't loyal. And the best thing she could have done for herself would was to stay a single woman. But, and she probably would have if her and Francis had conceived a child. Right. Right. Um, but she had no heirs and she was really trying to fight to keep her country. Um, so she did what she had to do, but damn, I feel like there had to be better options out here, sis.
0: And then, like, and that's the thing, it's like she he does all that shit, and she still has to fuck him. Like, ugh. I hate that. I hate that for her, honestly.
1: We really do. We really, really do. At um, least she she didn't got deserve. A kid out of she it. didn't deserve. Right, right, she got a kid out of it and I feel bad for Mary, but I mean, I think the show was was cute for what it was. I would have liked more of the Scotland years, less time jumping. Um, but I think for what it was and how long it lasted, it was quite good. This fourth season I, is the only season I'm going to give a basic, honestly. Same. I'm giving it a basic. I just didn't enjoy it like I, I enjoyed the first three seasons.
0: And I think that had to do with, like I said, one of my big problems is like, it's just, I'm... I'm dealing with a bunch of people I don't know. Like, and I don't care about these people.
1: Like, you can't have Sis still running for her life and then introduce these characters in a B-plot. Right. And where the hell is Bash?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Where is Bash? You're truly trying to convince me that people were, like, trying to kill Mary and Bash was just, like, off doing things? Like, what?
1: Like I know he ain't had no Wi Fi, but no, neither did
0: anyone else. <laughs> that don't make no damn sense. I hate that. Hate that. Hate that. Hate that.
1: Um, well, Rain was really good, and I think like as far as a, a period dramas go, especially a WB period drama, I think they went above and beyond. The only reason I didn't watch Rain when it aired was because I honestly did not trust the WB to do a period drama. But I should have known better because they gave me a lot of my faves growing up. I should have had more faith in them.
0: Right. Like, listen, like I said, this show is not serious. It's not trying to be serious. It doesn't take, most importantly, the show does not take itself seriously. The show knows exactly what it is. It's like, we're not like, the show isn't like trying to be the Tudors. It's not even trying to be the Borgias. It's just trying to be like, you know, we're just trying to do, you know, like, mo- we're just trying to connect. Like we're trying to do modern stories in like period clothing. That's what we're trying to do. Like, and it's the
1: favorites meets the white queen with like a really great soundtrack
0: right we're just we're just trying to do do this and like we're not trying to be historically accurate i mean charles becomes a vampire for god's sakes that happens in season four
1: yeah (laughs) charles the ninth is a vampire um we like it like i'm not gonna lie like i was like this is so ridiculous i have no choice but to stand (laughs) right
0: same i was like this is so goofy (laughs) like but i love it like i'm here um it's not it's just it's just trying to be fun it's trying to say something about you know i think coming of age and womanhood like so many um like i think pretty much the majority of like cw shows are about coming of age and womanhood right. and girlhood into womanhood. And, uh, and it does that, it does all those things and it gives us, you know, a great romantic subplot. Uh, and like I said, a lot of, and, you know, funny enough, a lot of these themes are, are very, you know, grown up and very, uh, very, um, interesting and meditative. And there you have it, folks. This is everything that we think made Rain good, bad, basic, and fully engrossing. If you'd like to check out the series, the Rain is currently streaming on Netflix. If you've enjoyed this episode of The Good, the Bad, The Basic, be sure to share it with your friends. Tune in next week when we finish up our historical drama season with a recap of the sinfully sexy and complex period drama Rome. Rome is currently streaming on HBO Max. Hulu Premium, and YouTube Premium. So be sure to get in on this series or go refresh your memory. You don't want to miss out on this conversation.
1: The Good, The Bad, The Basic is currently streaming on all major podcast platforms, so be sure to tune into our regular weekly episodes on the go. Leave us a review on your preferred platform and share our weekly episodes on your social media. Follow us at The Good, Bad, Basic on Twitter and at Good, Bad, Basic Pod on Instagram to get in on our daily content. Be sure to follow our SoundCloud page, The Good, The Bad, The Basic, where all of our weekly episodes premiere. If you love this sort of content and want more, become a show producer and patron on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash good bad basic. Your support allows us to keep bringing you this regular weekly episode as well as our exclusive bonus material. Until next time, bye everyone!